Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Is there something that other people do for you that makes you feel seen or appreciated or understood? Give me an example. Well, I have one that's come up a couple of times recently since we stopped drinking alcohol. And it's when you're socializing with people who are drinking alcohol and they go out of their way to make sure that you feel included by having beverages that are not alcoholic besides just soda and water. A great example is uh, the other night we were recording uh, a different podcast with some some friends of ours. And when we got there to their uh, their offices and their studio, they knew that we hadn't we were on the sober curious bandwagon and they were like, since you guys don't drink alcohol, We've got these non-alcoholic beverages for you. Yeah, and they had yeah, a couple cool. items from uh, a company called the Mocktail Club, and they had a couple flavors of that and some athletic brewing, non-alcoholic beer, and it was by no means expected, but it just it was really nice, and it felt like they had gone out of their way to choose some beverages that were alcohol-free, and it it really was a nice gesture that. I don't know. I just felt, I felt like acknowledged right. and seen. Because not everybody does that. Right. And right? I, we had a work happy hour a few months ago um, hosted by another business in our building and their marketing woman sent me a message and she was like, what kind of non-alcoholic beer do you like? Is there something you prefer? Because um, we're friends and she knows that I'm not drinking alcohol. And again, it was just like that, that little step that was by no means expected, but just really... Um, was considerate. And I, right. and I appreciated that same with the, uh, they did parent happy hour after the baseball games. And one of the moms went out of her way to make sure that I knew that she had brought an alcoholic beer. And I thought that's really cool. The movement is growing. It is. We, and we figured that out. There's yeah. many more examples than that. Right. Aside from the alcohol versus alcohol free, but that's one that I've noticed recently that does just really feel like a nice gesture when someone acknowledges that you aren't drinking and has something that they're offering. Do you think it goes back to the uh, words of affirmation kind of along those lines? I was thinking about that. I'm like, is that a love language? Like just being acknowledged or like your needs are being acknowledged or your likes are being acknowledged. I don't know if that would line up with one of the love languages because the the reason I say that is it, it, as meaningful as it is to you, it probably isn't to everybody. True. Right? True. Um, another example I can think of is um, I have a few friends whose kids are gluten intolerant or have celiac right. disease. And until I had that in my life or on my radar, I wouldn't have thought of you know making sure that there were treats that were appropriate for everyone like at a birthday party or asking, do you have any food allergies? Um, Because that's a big deal too. And most of the people who suffer from those kind of food allergies are used to just foregoing certain things. Yeah, it it makes me wonder about that. I mean, it's almost a different subject, but gluten intolerance is, how long have they been talking about that? 
a while now, but it is, I would say, fairly new because, in the grand scheme. Because I don't remember that being brought up in the 90s or even really in, in the 2000s. No, I just, I don't think that they were aware of it. I'm sure right. people suffered from it. Sure, and they probably couldn't quite figure it out right. or attributed it to something else. Or like a behavioral disorder or, right. or a, a stomach issue, but... Um, that's another example I can think of. Like if, if someone has different dietary needs, just being aware of that and going out of your way to accommodate them, I to think, make them feel comfortable. I think that's one of the uh, things that really gives uh, the hospitality industry, if you're, if you're a business that practices that kind of behavior, you, you get a leg up right away. Sure. We, we, Cause we've taken notice now, whenever we go out to eat and we, we visit new restaurants, uh, is there a a non-alcoholic menu other than just pop and water and juice and milk? Mm-hmm. Like an adult mocktail menu. Right. Like right? just because I don't want alcohol doesn't mean I want to have a, don't want to have a nice experience right. with my beverage. Right. And so we do. We notice um which restaurants offer things besides pop and water that right. aren't that don't have alcohol and even like plant-based or vegan right. or vegetarian options. That's that again is becoming a thing. Yeah. I've noticed that at I would say the last few nice restaurants that we visited uh they've actually had a portion of their menu dedicated to vegan and vegetarian options. A couple of them and they were in the Twin Cities were pretty extensive. Yeah. On their offers. And actually, I, I shouldn't say that because we went to the Mexican restaurant in Medelia and they had a nice vegetarian yeah, Plaza menu. Fiesta. Yeah. 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 We do. We have a, we have like one of the best. It, oh, it's amazing. It, it is awesome. And they had, they did have a quite an extensive uh, menu for that stuff. So, well, that's just examples from the hospitality industry. But what about as an individual? I think, I think that was a great example the other night when we stopped by to see Aaron and Wes and that's who we recorded the podcast with, by the way. We'll give you we'll give you details on a date and time yeah. that that'll be released, and we'll share it with you. Because they wanted to talk. We've known Aaron for years, and he wanted to have a chat about us leaving radio. And it was the first time in my career that I was on the other side of a microphone. Now, I've been interviewed by newspaper, uh, television, things like that, but I had never sat down in a audio studio, like a recording studio, to be interviewed. I was always the one conducting the interview. And it was super fun, but there was a time where I felt like I have to stop talking and ask these guys some questions, (laughs) even though that was not the format. Like they were interviewing us, but it just felt so weird to be the one being asked the questions. Right. It was cool. It was was was, fun. It was great. And we can't wait to be able to share that with you. I know that they were going to do some uh, but they had some editing and stuff to do, and they are occasional posters. They're, they're not like daily. Though. We're one. Of, we're one of the few that do it every weekday. I know people are like, "How do you not run out of stuff to talk about?" I'm like, "I don't know. My, well, I same, have a lot to say." Well, we you know, <laughs> without doing exactly the same thing, we've kind of moved our yeah our our same style of chat that we had on our morning radio show to podcast. The great thing about it is now is we're not interrupted. By music but, and commercials. Yeah, it's just like there's all the different <laughs> things. You know, we have we have a group of dedicated sponsors that we love and we we grew to know over the years and we don't have to inundate. We can talk about them because we actually use their product yeah. or their service 
And uh, we, we we can testify to that. So it's like, but other than just, you know, all of the nonsense and the, the public service announcements and everything else, it's just, it's nice to be able to just sit down and talk and not have to worry about any of that. And that's how we find something to talk about every day. It is. And a lot of it's just observational. Like, oh, I noticed that it felt good when Aaron and Wes had non-alcoholic beverages. I wonder if that feels good to other people. How can that translate to everyday life, perhaps even in the home? I would say just being more intentional and paying attention to the people around you. And this is by no means meant to make anyone feel bad because this is a really hard thing to do. Um, because everyone is so wrapped up in their experience and what is happening in their life. And that is human nature, but it's really like paying attention. Maybe it's remembering that, um, your friend had a big meeting and checking in with them, just a text message. How did your meeting go? Or thinking of you, I hope your presentation went well. It's just, it's just remembering. And I have a ton of room to grow on this. I do, you know, and I, and I try to, to keep track and um, make people feel special, but I know that I could do a lot better. Well, they say that being fully present in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than just being on your phone, yeah, passive listening, right? right? So active listening, I would say, reflective, and then holding space for them and offering uh, non-judgment, mm-hmm. right? That's a big thing. There's nothing worse then if you've had an off day or a great day and i think and then you you come home or wherever or you meet friends or or a significant other and you want to share whatever that experience was and they don't have the time for it yeah i kind of did that to you the other night no. and it wasn't intentional <laughs> i just was trying to fix it like i was trying to make your but, bad day better but but that's one of the the errors people make they say don't try to fix I know. anything i know i know and i know that right so it's no but that is an on, on, I think a lot of people don't think about that, mm-hmm. right? When, when, because, and it happens to all of us. It does. It happens to all of us. We have off days, or maybe something really big happened, and then the other side of the relationship didn't have that kind of a day, and they're not sharing in the joy, right? 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 And I, and I would say, if one of you has a great day, concentrate on that. And one thing that's been different for us is because we used to work together in the same office, we had the same coworkers. We were kind of, we did different things during the day, but we experienced a lot of the same things throughout the day. So it was different when we were celebrating wins or losses together because we were kind of both experiencing them. Where now, like if I have a win at work, I kind of have to like set this whole thing up and sometimes I feel like, oh God, I'm going to lose him because it's this whole big thing just to get to the win. And like, that's because I'm going to annoy him with this long story. I do have a short attention span mm-hmm. when it comes well, to that's this. That's fair. Like my, well, growing up, my, my sister is the worst storyteller in the history of mankind. <laughs> she is. I To this day, she cannot, you, you could sit and, and she'll start a conversation telling you a story and it, it's a simple point to yeah, get to that's hard and she'll she'll go for 15 or 20 minutes before she gets there and you you just i get to the point where i'm like i i can't would you just you know it's get, hard to be there. a good storyteller well it, well not, i think it's easier for for you because you've been in broadcast well right because right? that was my job i mean and, to an extent right. it still is but it's hard 
knowing knowing to get to the point, right? right? Because most people, despite how uh, how entertaining, I think each individual thinks their stories are. It really just people want you to get to the point, and that I think is reflective of the world we live in today. Right, our attention it, spans are like that of a goldfish. It is the exact reason TikTok took off like it mm-hmm. did when when they started with the fifteen second videos only. Right, you had to get to the point, and then they went to sixty, and I think you can do like three minutes, and and even I, I maybe even longer now. But isn't but, it funny how long three minutes? Feels oh now? my god, it feels like an eternity. I know it's like okay, this is a long time. It's it not does. three minutes is not a long time. No, it's not. But it, <laughs> but when you're waiting and you and you're you're part of the microwave generation, yeah, you want the payoff, right? The air fryer is microwave. Well, you want everything right now, yeah. right? It's like music, too. It's like we have everything that we want. If we want it now, we can get it now. Maybe slowing down is a thing that would be meaningful to people around you, like taking more time. And that is a love language. Oh, for sure. Quality time. Yeah. How did we get (laughs) like we started with how how to make people feel heard and seen? Well, you were talking about active listening and sharing wins or sharing losses. So one of the things they say is don't automatically jump to advice. Yeah. Right. That one's, that's a tricky one. And to validate their feelings, it's okay to feel that way. Right. And also ask them what you can do for them. Yeah. Like Like what what, would, what would make you feel, what can I do? What would make you feel better? What would make you feel better? It's just nothing. Just, I just had to say it. I just needed to say it to somebody and now I do feel better. It, it it's kind of therapeutic it, to yeah. be able to do well, that, that's right? Like literally, what talk therapy is, right? It was fun. I honestly felt like that with uh, when we were talking to those guys the other night, being interviewed for that. Me too. I, it, it felt somewhat therapeutic to be able to just get a lot of that stuff off our chest. I need a real therapist. I just don't have time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I well, do. I, I think a lot of people could benefit from that. And and the funny thing is, if you were to go back 30 or 40 years ago, not even probably, if you were to go back 15 or 20 years ago, there was a stigma attached to that. Even 10 years ago, I think. And I don't think there is as much today due to the fact that I think, and and God bless them, but a lot of the celebrities have had a lot of, mm-hmm. lot to do with normal normalizing it. Well, and right? I think just people di- understanding the difference between mental health and mental illness right. and focusing and working on your mental health does not mean that you have a mental illness. They're different. Right. So I think just helping people understand that has been a huge help in normalizing things like therapy and- at what point did you feel like it was starting to be normalized? I would, I mean, even over the last five years. Yeah, I, 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 to me, when I, going back to like people talking about it, mm-hmm. when Simone Biles, who to me is the absolute mm-hmm. goat, she, I mean, she's the greatest gymnast, and I'm, you know, five decades, well, not about four dec- decades of watching gymnastics. She's the best I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody could even argue it. She's the best ever. She's the GOAT. She is greatest the of greatest time. of all time. And when she talked about it, right, that that I think that helped normalize it and make everybody feel like, hey, that can happen to anybody. Totally. Right? And then recently, I've, I've brought this up before, but Jalen Hurts, the mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, making young men feel like yeah. it's all right if you're having some of these issues to talk to a professional and get help. Carson Daly. He's he's been huge for the mental health. Uh, I don't know. Is it movement, a movement? Is yeah. it a normalization? Whatever word you want to call it. Carson Daly has been huge. Yeah. And listening to him talk, because you would never guess that. No. Like when you, when, when people ask me, cause like through broadcast, a lot of people always said, Oh, you know, Carson Daly and uh, Ryan Seacrest and these guys, you know, they're lucky. They look good. They've, you know, they've had all the, they were in the right spot at the right time. The reason they're really good at what they do is because they're talented and they work their ass off. Yeah. That's the fact. Can you imagine but, Ryan Seacrest's schedule? Yeah. Oh my, I can't even imagine. And Carson Daly's schedule. But like. listening to Carson Daly talk, and he's only recently mm-hmm. opened up about this, but fr- from the beginning, I remember him watching, watching him in the nineties. TRL. Yeah. Yes. He was so, like a huge heartthrob. And he talked about how he was terrified every time they turned the cameras on. And you would never know. And he, and he, and he carried that even on to the Today Show. Right. Right? Which is as big an audience as you get. Yeah, I think he has been huge. And it's, a, and yeah, and he have, listening to him talk about it, and he's, re, and honestly, he's gotten better. Yeah. Because he's more. Uh, I think he, being and, able to talk about it probably helps. Yeah, he, and he's more himself now. And he yeah. just seems more relaxed and more conversational. And uh, him highlighting his home life during the pandemic was awesome. They with, were with great his, when he with did his the, son. The hand-drawn yeah. celebrity updates. His son was the illustrator. Oh, it was right? awesome. It was awesome. But he's another guy who talked about it, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people, going back to our original conversation, I think a lot of people don't feel heard and no. that's why they wind up going, talking to some, going and talking to somebody that just sits and listens. Yeah. And right. That, and that sometimes is all you need is just someone to listen because everybody's got advice. And you know what? Sometimes people don't want advice unless they ask for it. Mike, I think my, most of the time people don't want it. My, my theory is don't give people advice unless they ask for yeah. it. Right. Really? And some people are fixers and that's their personality. And so they're, but, but if you know them well, you're going to know. Or there's, like, there's the, the people that think they're fixers. This but is a not. person that is yeah. going to try and fix this and I don't need it fixed. <laughs> I just need to like talk through it. And then you learn to just avoid conversation, that type of yeah, conversation type. with them. Right? Yeah, for sure. I know. So that's some of the things you can do. I think that I just think being aware, paying attention and doing your best no one's going to be perfect at this. This is, you know, there, everyone has so much going on internally, externally. Um, but just trying, trying your best to be aware of the people around you and kind of have, having compassion for what their experiences I think, are. I think a lot of people don't feel appreciated, mm-hmm. right? That's a huge one. That is, I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. Nobody listens to them. They're not being heard. They're not being seen. Mm-hmm. The, the small gestures that they do throughout their life on a daily basis are not recognized, mm-hmm. you know? And those, again, it goes back to, we always, we've talked about the love languages. Have we talked about them on our podcast? I don't know if we have, and we haven't done that quiz in a long time. So the five love, love languages is a book. The author's name is not coming to me. I have read it, um, but it's a quiz that you and your partner are supposed to take to find out how you feel love and it's words of affirmation, gifts, touch, quality time, and acts of service. Those are the five. 
and understanding how your partner feels love in theory is supposed to help you make sure that you're doing that for them. Right. For, for years, I always uh, lumped people into this category of he or she is one of those individuals that is constantly fishing for compliments. <laughs> right. I always, there's always because I hate compliments. You hate compliments. that are directed at me. That might I, be something to dig into a little I deeper, do, but I not do today. not like compliments. <laughs> right? Do, do not. I mean, and the general managers I worked for figured that out. Even right, they were like, "Don't compliment him. He hates it." And I performed better when that was not part mm-hmm. of the conversation. So words of affirmation are not your that jam. That was not my thing. And uh, so, but, but the, I, it goes back to recognizing that everybody's different. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And there's even a five love languages for work that isn't love languages, but it's the, it's the same, but the, the way you show them do, are different. Off the top of your head, do you know what they are? They're the same. It's the same thing. But it's obviously personal touch is not the same as with a partner. It's like a high five or, you know, like being close to someone. It's funny when you observe somebody, a, a lot of a lot of the time you automatically think you have figured them out. Yeah. Right? Most of the time you have no idea. Well, no, I, I think sometimes you're like like I've I've made the compliment when I see people that are constantly looking at themselves in a mirror. Anytime they get a reflection, it doesn't even have to be a mirror. But they stop and admire themselves. And How do you know they're admiring I, well, themselves? The, or are they checking to make sure that all of the insecurities in their head are, are still checking <laughs> See, out? But, but to me, again, it's a different thought pattern. To me, it's like that's kind of an excuse to admire yourself, <laughs> right? And then, But I did read an article that, that said often it is people that are insecure and constantly worried about the way they look, yep. right? And you're checking to make sure like... Nothing's sticking out. I don't look weird. Or, oh, yep, I still have bad hair. Or my <laughs> teeth are still weird. And that's the stuff that goes through people's heads. Right, right. And I, 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 it was an interesting read. And I was like, you know what? I suppose that could make sense. Mm-hmm. Because I still, to this day, you want to know why? Because I always think of, uh, like, like if any, anybody who's at a gym and you see somebody who's not working out hardly at all and they're just looking at themselves in the mirrors all the time. Maybe they're really proud of themselves. And I'm like, well, maybe they are. But I'm like, that, that to me, I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, it's one thing to love yourself. But so that to me is always what I've thought. And then I read that and I'm like, oh, well, it could be an insecurity mm-hmm. issue actually, which means that they're not. Right. 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 That's why I say like, I think... You, you, it's easy to think you have someone figured out, right? Right. But oftentimes, you really don't know someone if they're an acquaintance or a coworker, you know, right? Unless oh, yeah. you really For, dig in and ask questions. Well, it's hard to have those kinds of conversations, though, because how? Oh, I know. How and how often do you, do you know? The- <laughs> I mean, honestly, most people's there's a lot of people who have immediate family who won't even have that kind oh, of a conversation. Absolutely. And especially if you're like a coworker is not receptive right. to your questions, they're going to be like, okay, weird. Yeah, oh, I'm not yeah. riding in the elevator with you. Yeah. You walk, you walk down the hall into their office, sit down and be like, so tell me, I know I have a what, coworker. What's and going on. I'm not going to say their name, but I think they're very interesting and I want to ask a lot of questions and I'm, they're in a different department and we do not work closely together. And so that would I'm be going weird. to leave that person alone. <laughs> but I'm like, I think that person is very interesting. That, that, <laughs> they're safe. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask them questions. Right. But how many people do you think 
before we wrap up here, I mean, do, do you think that that's a, a big issue now is people not feeling seen and heard? Absolutely. And I, it's because we are so wrapped up in what is happening in our own life that, and it's not intentional. No. You're not intentionally not seeing or hearing people, I, I hope. But I, I, I think we also, in today's world, live in a place where it's easy to get distracted. Oh, it's so easy. Right? It's, it's impossible not to get distracted. If you were to go back 100 years and you were to sit down and you got home in the evening and you sat down at, at whether it be the dinner table or in a chair or in, in a living area and you sat down, odds are it would be the, the only thing that could distract you would maybe be a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Or right? a book. So conversation was probably a much bigger thing. And families would sit like in their parlor. <laughs> well, you're fantasizing again. And visit <laughs> after dinner. So, I've watched the period dramas. I know how right, it goes. Right, right. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, we haven't even brought this up, but we are in our... Parlor. Parlor. We're in our new studio. <laughs> this is our, our, our first, what are we on? Episode 86 86 or 87. Or 87 are, now? We have moved out of the dungeon in the basement. So now we have our two microphones and much more comfortable setting and chairs. Oh, it's so nice up here. And we have two additional. So we can have guests now. And we, uh, believe me, we've got a list of people we're going to track down. We have two lonely microphones next to us. So. <laughs> Well, the great this thing be fun. the great thing about this is uh, the way this was set up, how we can dismantle it and move it and do all kinds of different things. It's, so we can have our what used to be our dining room, but now it's our parlor. Right, I love it. I love <laughs> it. So this is this is our first shot. The sitting room. It, it is the sitting room. By the way, Aaron, who uh, the other night was one of the interviewers is uh, one of our sponsors here with Jay Long's uh, Fine Men's Clothing. They've known, been known for for years, but now women as well. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the women's clothing. Not only do they have Lululemon and Viore and Aloe Yoga um, as far as athleisure goes, but they have some beautiful pieces for business attire, business casual, and some fun pieces for weekends too. Like they've got great jeans, cut-off shorts, graphic sweatshirts. And if you're starting to think about fall fashion... <clears throat> me, it me. Um, they're starting to get in some of the early fall pieces. So it's super exciting at Jay Long's right now. It is. And uh, again, we had this conversation with him the other night for the umpteenth time. But if, because a lot of people ask you to style them. They do. Yeah. And that's why you've been encouraged to pursue this. Yes. Actually, it's kind of like a side hustle. Yeah. So I'm right? getting, cert I'm becoming a certified personal stylist and kind of developing like a course that people can work with me on identifying their personal style. And you're going to, you're going to be heading up to Jay Long's and I doing am. some videos, I am which is so going to be excited. cool. And you'll see them on social media as well. So again, uh, uh, if you're, if you're looking to perhaps downsize and and wear and own things that matter and that what what do they call that a capsule wardrobe yes, wardrobe that is right owning yeah. less better quality pieces that um, mix and match and you love all of them yeah there you go jay long's madison avenue right here in our hometown of mankato minnesota so it's going to be well tomorrow it's tomorrow's hard to believe friday. tomorrow's friday already 
I got to get up to the CBD centers and get yes. my weekend gets. By the way, they're so busy. On that note, before we go, since Minnesota passed that law where they can actually put THC that is hemp derived. De- derived from hemp in edibles now, uh, the gummies, the chocolates, and everything else that they have are flying off the shelf. They can't keep them in stock. Yeah, they're but they're very doing busy. a good job. By the way, if you're looking for work, I did get a message from Matt. And those guys out at the CBD centers in Waseca, and they pay well, they are hiring. Why? Because demand is way, way up. It's exciting. It's it is. Exciting it's time exciting. For them. And again, all of their product is grown, harvested, and then processed right here in southern Minnesota. Because that's going to be one of the big things people are going to talk about. Is it clean? Is it coming from China? Where is this stuff from? When you shop at the CBD centers, you know where it's coming from. And by the way, not all of their products are contain THC. They have an extensive line of CBD products, um, topicals, um, things like that, that that do not contain THC, but are right. are really going to help aid in sleep and recovery and things like that. Whatever you're looking for, I encourage you to go in and talk to their staff because they, they know what they're talking about. That's another thing they do is they hire well. So CBD centers in Southern Minnesota, we have a link on our website. Go to georgeandjess.com. All right. On that note, we will be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with something motivational to get the weekend rolling.